Welcome to the Love Marriage Again podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Siobhan Parat. In this podcast, you will receive the wisdom, the insight, and the tools you need to have a marriage that truly lights you up inside. Your marriage is meant to be amazing. Your marriage should be your favorite place to be. Your marriage should bring out the best in you. I'm here to help you create that. In each episode, I'll coach you to improve your communication, build a deeper connection, become a more united team, and experience more intimacy. Here, we have real conversations about what can make marriage hard, and more importantly, how to make it easy. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get to the work of loving your marriage again. Well, hello there. It is Dr. Siobhan. Welcome back to another podcast episode. I am just in a moment of deep gratitude. My family and I went on a little four-day mini vacation to an amazing resort that had just the most wonderful family atmosphere. And there was so much for our kids to do. Like literally every day there was something new, something exciting, something fun for them to do. And we had an amazing time. I was able to be just so present with them in their joy. And for those of you who are parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about when you just sort of sit back and are so grateful for their happiness, right? For their joy, for their delight. And whenever I'm doing that as a parent and I'm feeling just in awe of one, how much fun little kids can have and how happy the smallest of things can make them, it also just reminds me of God and how he delights in blessing us, how he delights in giving us the desires of our heart because he's the one that placed him there in the first place. So I am feeling all of the feels for my little munchkins. They are amazing. They get along so well. It's just so great. I have a boy and a girl, seven and nine, and... I just love how they love each other. So that's not at all what this podcast episode is about. But as I sat down and pressed record, that's just a little bit of me and my life that I wanted to share how much I adore my kids and I'm just happy to make them happy. So let's talk about what I've planned for us to talk about today, which is resistance. Ugh. I am experiencing resistance in a number of different areas in my life, but I did want to bring it home today and help us navigate resistance when it comes to your marriage. And the way that I want to define resistance for the purposes of this conversation is really the way that I most often see it show up in the clients that I work with. So one way resistance shows up 
is not taking action on the things that would make your marriage better. So I was actually speaking with someone today and I was saying, I was like, you know, when you think about what it takes to have a healthy, happy relationship, it's not actually rocket science, right? It's prioritizing spending time together. It's speaking to each other kindly. It's thinking highly and positively of each other. Those things are the umbrellas that everyone knows at some level. And so when it comes to this idea of resistance, when you're not doing those things, you're not taking the action to prioritize your marriage. You're not taking the action to reach out to your partner, to let them know you're thinking of them, to let them know that they matter. When you're not having conversations in a way that demonstrates your mutual respect and admiration and, you know, appreciation of each other, then you're in resistance, right? Because you know those things are important. You know those things are the ingredients to creating the kind of marriage that you really want, a marriage that you love, right? So that's one way I see resistance showing up. And especially for my clients that are actually working with me because they're getting a daily dose of what it takes to create the kind of marriage that they want, right? Yet they still experience resistance. They're still not consistently taking the actions that they know would make a positive difference, right? And there's no judgment. You just want to be aware of what the resistance looks like for you. The second way that I see it show up is not wanting to do the inner work on yourself. (sighs) And I've been in this place before, so I know exactly what it's like. And I think even as I do more and more inner work and I get to deeper and deeper levels and layers, it's still a little uneasy. It's an uneasy experience for me. So I get it, right? And so if you were a person who's like, I know there are things I need to work on myself. I know I need to address my childhood trauma, or I know that I need to address this tendency that I have to do X, Y, and Z, but it feels scary. And I don't want to do it because it feels scary. And because I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, I'd rather just put a top on it and sit on top and hope that it doesn't pop off right? I think of like a big suitcase or like one of those jack in the box, right? I'm just going to stuff it down and hope that it doesn't pop up when I don't want it to. Okay. So that's another way resistance shows up. Again, no judgment. It just is an example. And then the third thing that I see in terms of how resistance shows up in my practice and the clients that I work with is not following through on previous commitments, right? So it's like, you've said you're going to do the thing now, (laughs) right? You're out of the phase of like, I'm not even going to do the thing. You're like, okay, I know that I need to do this and I'm committed to doing it. And then not following through. And this can come from a lot of different reasons, which I'll go into a little bit more in a second. But I think for some people, there are times when they're not following through on previous commitments because it feels like they're giving in to their partner, 
There's a little bit of pride. There's a little bit of ego. There's a little bit of self-righteousness. Like, yeah, I know I said I was going to do this, but I'm not. And again, just pay attention if that is part of the story that's going on for you. Let's talk about why. Let's talk about why we experience resistance when, in fact, what we want is we want a thriving marriage. We want to be whole, healthy, complete individuals coming together to create a whole, healthy, complete, successful, forever lasting marriage, right? So when you zoom out, it's sort of like, hey, these are the things that are necessary to create what I want. Why am I not doing them? I'm going to tell you why. So one reason is that you don't have a compelling why. And I think for some of us, we want to want our marriage to work, right? Like, we love the idea of it. It is the thing that on the surface, of course we want. But when we dig a little bit deeper, if we don't have a compelling reason why, it's going to be super easy to default to our normal pattern. And that normal pattern, at least for the clients that are working with me, is to not create the marriage that they want. Otherwise, they wouldn't be seeking help. They would be actually implementing and executing the things that create a happier, you know, better marriage. So you have to anchor yourself deeply. And why does this matter? Why do I care about this? What's going to be different about my life when my marriage is exactly the way I want it to be? And our brains aren't used to asking these kinds of questions. These are stepping into possibility types of questions. And our brain prefers to sit in the reality of what we have rather than stretching itself to imagine what we really want. And so the way to bridge that is to really deeply answer the question, why? Why do I want a better marriage? Why does it matter to me? Not this sort of surface level questions or the surface level answers that we hear from society, but the deep core reason that's inside of you. And that's going to look a little bit different for everyone. The second reason that I notice that people find themselves in resistance, myself included for some areas of life, is you don't believe it will matter, right? You don't believe that taking the action or following through in the commitment or doing the inner work is going to actually create the results that you want. It's going to feel like I'm going to do all this and it's not going to work. That's one of the number one questions I get from clients when they're considering working with me and they come to the call and they're just trying to figure things out. There are times when, especially when it's a wife coming and she feels like her husband is not truly on board, she will ask the question, what if I do all of this and it doesn't work? And 
to that question, what I always like to offer is what would make it worth it for you, no matter what? Because we can never control our partner. We can never control how they show up to experience what they do, but we can always control what we choose to get out of an experience. And I think about one of my amazing, courageous, just phenomenal clients who joined the marriage upgrade with her partner and he decided, you know, he didn't really want to engage in the program the way that it was structured. And she's continued on. And this happened in the first cohort as well. And the other client continued on. And at the end, they had so much gratitude and appreciation for the experience that they went through because it was valuable and meaningful for them. So this idea of believing it will matter, coupled with a compelling reason why, can really, really help you get over whatever hurdles are keeping you in resistance and keeping you in the act of not taking action, right? So why would it matter for you to do whatever is on your mind to do? So maybe just take a moment right now to think about what is a step you could take that you know is important or valuable in creating a better experience for you in your marriage. Just take a moment and find it. Is it an action you should take in response to your partner? Is it some work you should do internally on yourself? Is it something that you just need to follow through with? Whatever it is, really sit with the possibility that this does matter. It will create an impact. Even if it's a tiny one at first, it's going to add up. It's going to matter. I'm going to see a difference. I'm going to see the results of this work. And identify for yourself what those results are that are 100% in your control right? It's kind of like, I'm just thinking of the analogy now of, let's say you're trying to lose weight and you get on the treadmill and you run your heart out and you don't lose weight that day, right? That's just not how it works. Unfortunately, I wish that it did. You still could focus in on the satisfaction of like, I'm so proud of myself that I was willing to get on this treadmill and run or walk, or whatever you're doing. I'm just so proud of myself that I showed up to create the result that I want. And I think that's the thing you have to keep in mind. So much of this is just having the mindset of I'm showing up for what I want. It may not happen this exact day on this exact way, but I'm going to keep showing up for what I want. All right, number three, the third reason that I find that we get ourselves stuck in resistance is you've tried past attempts that have failed and now you're tired. 
<laughs> right? So maybe you have taken the actions. Maybe you have done some of the inner work. Maybe you have followed through on the things that you've committed to doing. And it feels like a failure. Maybe you tried to engage your partner in a conversation using all the amazing communication skills that you've been learning, right? Maybe you did try to regulate your emotions before you reacted to something negatively. Or maybe you did really try to listen to your partner's perspective, but they said one thing that really triggered you and then you just like got into total defensive mode. It may feel like those instances where it the situation didn't play itself out exactly as you wanted are failures. But a true failure is only when it doesn't work and you give up. That's it. Either you're succeeding or you're learning something that's going to help you succeed. And I think that's a really important perspective to keep in mind. Right? So number four is... You don't see your partner making the same level of effort that you are. This is one of those things where I think more than anything, resistance can come from discouragement and feeling like you're dragging the relationship along. And that's an awful feeling to have. And it definitely can put you into resistance. It's like, Why should I be the one to carry this heavy weight and my partner is not showing up to help, to be engaged in the process, to do this with me? So of course you're feeling resistance, right? Of course you're wondering why in the world would I keep expending effort when they're not showing up? And this is our relationship together. So if that's happening for you, totally normal. Just know this is what my resistance is about, right? Number five is maybe you have some ambivalence about the relationship, right? You want to just be honest with yourself first. If you're not doing the things that are necessary to help your relationship thrive and be amazing. You have to ask, like, do I really want this relationship? Now, I'm not here to cause you to question everything, but if you find yourself stuck in a lot of resistance consistently, where you have every opportunity and every resource available to you, even if your coaching is listening to this podcast and that's it. Or if you're a client in one of my programs, if you find yourself still resistant to doing the work, applying the tools, you at least have to ask yourself the question, do I really want this relationship? And for some of you, that in and of itself is going to be a breakthrough question because something's going to come up for you. Number six, another reason we experience resistance, and I think this applies a lot for those who are really hesitant to do the inner work, 
is there's a lack of safety and self-trust. It doesn't feel safe to open up that closet door on that part of our life. We don't trust ourselves. We don't believe that we can handle any emotion. I was experiencing a really hard emotion today and it just like washed over me. And I remember in that moment telling myself, you can handle feeling this emotion. You are there for yourself. You are never going to leave yourself when you're feeling badly. I just affirmed for myself, you can handle this. It's okay to feel difficult emotions. You are here for you. You trust yourself to handle all of the emotions. And I want that for you too, right? You can live your life in such a place of greater peace and non-resistance in another way. Because Part of the resistance that you may feel in doing the inner work is from trying to resist the feelings that are going to be brought up. But just because you're resisting them doesn't mean that they're going anywhere. And it doesn't mean that you still don't feel them to some degree. It's that you're just unconscious to it. So just notice for yourself, is my resistance because... I don't feel safe with myself. I don't trust myself to go through this experience, to make the effort and then be disappointed. I don't trust myself handling the emotion of disappointment. So I'm not going to do anything. Maybe, maybe that's what's happening for you. So just take a look there. And then number seven, another reason I think people enter into resistance is there's a lack of know-how or skill right? Sometimes it's like, I know that um, coming to my partner in a certain way that follows, you know, healthy communication techniques is going to reduce the likelihood that we get in an argument. I know that. I know I have to phrase it a certain way. I don't have to do X, Y, and Z, but I don't really know the ins and outs of that. I remember recently on a coaching call, a client said, she was like, I'd broken something down for them so clearly and so specifically that she was like, thank you. I've heard this before, right? It wasn't new information. It wasn't a new concept or a new strategy in, you know, personal development. But she was like, I just really appreciate that you broke it down to us so clearly And so simply that now I actually know what to do. So maybe some of your resistance is what you're learning feels like a vague concept that doesn't have legs that you can actually walk with. And that's, again, no problem. Just know what it is. Okay, so we've talked about what resistance looks like. We've talked about seven different reasons why you might be experiencing it. I want to leave you with a few quick things for how to begin to overcome it, right? Because you can overcome it in one moment and then it's just right back the next day, right? You can finally take the action. You can finally follow through. You can finally start digging in to your own inner work on Tuesday. And then by Thursday, you're like, nope, none of that anymore. Okay. So these ideas and tips I'm going to share 
are really things that you want to incorporate in an ongoing way because that's what's going to create the long-term progress that keeps you out of resistance longer. So the first thing, as with all emotions, is to accept and acknowledge that it's happening. I'm in resistance. I know that this would be the better choice to make. I know that this would be the healthier thing that moves us closer as a couple to the kind of marriage that we want. But right now I'm in resistance. There's something going on that's keeping me from wanting to take this action. And so I'm just going to acknowledge that. I'm not going to blame my partner. I'm not going to look outside myself. I'm just going to acknowledge I am in resistance and I'm going to take responsibility for that. All right. That requires that you're willing to confront yourself. You have to be willing to tell yourself the truth about yourself. That's not always easy, but it definitely helps to take the charge off of it. Right. So then the second thing is to really dig deep into understanding the underlying cause. What is this resistance about? Is it that I'm afraid to feel a feeling? Is it that I don't really believe this action is going to make a difference? Is it that I've already checked out of this relationship? Is it that I don't see the point? Right? You want to just uncover for yourself what the resistance is about, that underlying deep root issue. And the number three is you've got to find that compelling reason why. And sometimes that compelling reason why includes your partner. And sometimes that compelling reason why to start doesn't. Maybe it's about you. Maybe it's about your kids. Maybe it's about honoring what you want. And maybe that doesn't include your partner. I think we can have many, many, many compelling reasons why we want to show up to create a result in our life. And there's no judgment about whatever that is for you. This is something we learn a lot in business, right? It's like, if you want to build a business, helping other people and make a lot of money because you want to make a lot of money, that's okay, (laughs) right? Like, whatever your compelling reason why is fine. Someone else may want to build a really big business because they just want to have a really big impact on people's lives. Both are okay. So if you want to create a wildly exciting, happy, fulfilling marriage because that will make your life better, I want to give you permission to start there. You don't have to have some noble reason. Just start where you are and get moving, right? Like it'll all come together regardless. So don't judge yourself over your reasons. There's no perfect reason why. There's just the reason why that actually works for you. The fourth idea I want to offer you in overcoming resistance is really thinking about and anchoring yourself in the desire to be the best version of yourself. To me, this is the thing that always gets me. I know that there is a version of Siobhan that is just incredible because she's living her life in full alignment with who she has always been, right? 
When we're born, we are born as like perfect little blameless beings, so worthy of love, so worthy of life's best. I don't think any of us would ever look at a newborn baby and say, you can't have these certain things. You can't be this certain way. I'm going to put you in a box and this is as far as you can grow, as big as you can become. We would never, ever do that. And so for some of us, the idea of like, there is a version of me that I want to return back to, because I really think, again, we enter this world worthy, capable, already destined for favor and amazing blessings. And so believing that that inner light and sort of like possibility is inside of you for how you can show up, how you can start thinking, how you can start managing your emotions, how you can start taking action. That's just an amazing thing to think about. I desire to be the best version of myself. Like that future version of me won't let me rest being here where I am right now. So I have to take action. And then number five, this is for me, especially when it comes to business things, is make it fun. I am always thinking about, okay, if I don't want to do something, how can I make it fun? Or if your issue is fear of safety, how can you make it safe for you? How can you make it safe for you to do this work, to take this action? Or how can you make sure it's worthwhile? Again, if you're worried, thinking, oh, I'm going to do all this and it's not going to make a difference. How could you make it worthwhile? How could you guarantee that for yourself? And I love to suggest that when you are so familiar with your core beliefs, doing anything is easier. When you know, like, I am a person who deeply values this, who deeply believes in this. These are my anchors for who I am as a person and what I want my life to be about. Then it can be so much easier to live up to the things that you want to be doing and to move yourself out of resistance. So make it fun or safe or worthwhile right? Whatever it is for you, you want this to be aligned with your values and who you are as a person. All right. That's our episode today. This was a juicy, meaty one. I trust that it was helpful and valuable for you. And I want to just let you know, if you want more of my help with this, that my coaching practice is open to you in a number of ways. I offer private coaching for couples. I offer private coaching for individuals. And I offer a group coaching program called the Marriage Upgrade. All of these vehicles will take you to a road that helps you create a marriage that you love. And by a marriage that you love, I mean a marriage that feels safe, a marriage that feels like the communication is easy and flowing and you can talk to each other about the best parts of your days. You can talk with each other about the things that concern you and be met with empathy and a listening ear and a supportive ear and an encouraging ear. 
a marriage that you love, where it feels like you get to do life with your best friend, where there's an ease in your relationship, an enjoyment in being together, a closeness that binds your hearts together as a couple, right? Like you get to think to yourself, this is my person. This is my person. I feel at home with this person. If those are the things that you are wanting in your relationship, I would love nothing more than to be your coach and to guide you to getting there. Your next step is to go to my website, drshavon.com. There is a link there that says work with me and you can schedule a complimentary consultation call with me where we'll talk about exactly what you want. I will lay out my very specific plan of how I will get you there. And then if it's an amazing fit, we will discuss all the logistics of officially working together. So again, you can find out all about that on my website, drshavon.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'll be back with you next week. Bye for now. Thanks so much for tuning in. And now a question for you. What did you get out of this episode? The most important part of this work is applying what you hear. I hope you'll do that. And if you loved this podcast, you will love working with me directly even more. I invite you to my website, drshavon.com, to learn about my coaching programs and any live masterclasses I may be hosting. And of course, we will meet right back here for the next episode of the podcast. Until then, keep loving your marriage again.